Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I am Ashley. And we are here to talk about the Academy Awards. So the, I think it's, I don't know, 92nd, 93rd Academy Awards are this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we always usually watch them. Although every year I have less enthusiasm about right. them. But uh, <laughs> we always watch them. And there's a lot of nominees this year. And so we thought we would do uh, our predictions. Yeah. You know, So uh, late film critic... Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. who's kind of an icon to both of us, mm-hmm. used to do every year. He would make his predictions, and he would even do a contest where he would say, you know, you make your predictions, and we'll see who whoever <laughs> gets them all right or gets enough of them right, you know, you win a prize or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're not doing that, but we are going to do our, our, our own little predictions here. So we're not going to do everything either, because there's like, you know, almost 30 categories. We're going to do what we consider to be, I don't know, I guess the ones we care about. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we're going to start off with animated feature film. And the nominees are How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, uh, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. So Ashley, who do you think is going to win? My pick here would be Toy Story 4. Um, It's a movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. And I think it was pretty much unanimously um, praised. And certainly the biggest name on the list and um yeah it was and you know everyone had their doubts about it whether it was actually needed after the you know toy story 3 was such a perfect conclusion to the the trilogy but it turned out to be a really great addition to the series so yeah i think it's the one to beat i agree (laughs) the only thing i'll add is the uh missing link i think might pull a minor upset i don't know if you want Mm -hmm. to call it upset it missing link won at the golden globes oh yeah that's right um but you know, a lot of people kind of put stock in the Golden Globes and like, well, you know, something did well at the Golden Globes, look out for it to do well at the Oscars. And if you actually look at the, 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 the history of it, it's not always the case. Right. So I'm just going to go We're going to go with Toy Story 4. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about cinematography. Uh, the nominees are uh, Rodrigo Prieto for The Irishman, Lawrence Scherer for Joker, um, Jaren Blaschke, I'll probably mangled that name, uh, for The Lighthouse, Roger Deakins for 1917, and Robert Richardson for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hmm. Well, I think it's Roger Deakins' year this year for um, 1917. Um, he's a you know celebrated cinematographer, and I thought his work in 1917 was really, really great, mm-hmm. and it's very deserving. Um so the the lighthouse I thought looked great and also deserves you know mention here, but I, I do think um, the momentum for all the awards this season seems to be with nineteen seventeen and it's deserved in this category. So that'll be my pick. Same here. <laughs> uh, you know, nineteen seventeen's got a lot of buzz, uh-huh. and Roger Deakins is, as you said, a beloved cinematographer. Um, um, so yeah, I think yeah. I'll go with that. Uh, next up, um, Best Original Score. And the nominees for that are, uh, well, I'm going to totally mingle this name and I apologize in advance, uh, Hildur uh, Guanadotier for Joker, uh, Alexander Desplat for Little Women, Randy Newman for Marriage Story, Thomas Newman for 1917, and John Williams for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. The obligatory John Williams nomination. <laughs> right. Um... To be honest with you, I, I never, the scores for films 
don't linger with me. And none of these actually I can hear in my head at the moment. You always, you know, comment on the scores after we see a movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. But I never hear them myself. But I, I remember hearing a lot of good things about the Little Women score, even though I don't remember it myself. So that's going to be my pick only because I remember hearing people praising it. <laughs> okay. So you are right. I do pay attention to scores a lot. Um, <laughs> however, um, of these five nominations, um, I haven't seen Marriage Story, so I can't comment on that. Um, I don't remember the Little Women's score at all. At all. And I have heard a lot of people commenting on right? it. Right. Um, but I don't remember it. Uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, I liked the score to that because that was... Um, it was a greatest hits kind of of all the Star Wars uh, yeah. films and, and character beats and stuff, which makes me think I actually don't think it should win. Right. Um, I like 1917. We reviewed it mm-hmm. last month. But I honestly, I, when I saw that it was nominated, I'm like, there was a score for 1917? Because <laughs> right. I, I don't remember one. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I thought it was fairly sparse and like there was, it was mm-hmm. scoreless. But hey, uh, mm-hmm. it's here. Um and then there's Joker. I don't. I remember the score from Joker, and we reviewed Joker back in October. And I um, won't go over my review for it here. But uh, the the thing I liked probably the most about that movie, there's a lot of things I was not comfortable with, but mm-hmm. uh, I actually really liked the score. Hmm. I very much remember it. Um, and so the I think I, I included this in our thing because this is a, an easy pick for us. I think oh, okay. because well for me but, uh, <laughs> the the um, the composer for the Joker scores has been winning at all the awards. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going with Joker for original score. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, international feature film, which I guess used to be foreign language film. Okay. And the nominees are uh, Corpus Christi from Poland, Honeyland from North Macedonia, Le Miserable from France, Pain and Glory from Spain, and Parasite from South Korea. So I think Parasite is going to win this one. Uh, it's been winning some awards. It won. It did well at the SAG Awards. That was for the um, the ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fantastic movie. Um, a lot of buzz around it. Um, I think that'll win. Um, Honeyland is another one that we saw that um, you know maybe will win. Maybe if people want to vote for Parasite for Best Picture, maybe because it's also nominated there. Maybe they'll vote for Honeyland here. Yeah, Honeyland is nominated for Best Documentary as well. Okay. I think it's going to win there. Okay. But, so, yeah, I'm going with Parasite. I am as well. Um, I'm going to have a little minor soapbox moment about <laughs> this category, though. So this, uh, like I said, used to be foreign language film. Mm-hmm. And they've or- very Orwellian changed it to international feature film. And what bugs me about this is um, there was a time many decades ago where Hollywood was primarily uh, Hollywood-based, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you know, feature, you know, American movies. Um, not every single one. I mean, there's always exceptions to that. But majority of American movies were filmed in Hollywood, even if they were set somewhere else, you know. I mean, maybe they went on, you know, location. But a lot of times, you know, and I've been on, and I've been on, you know, studio tours too in, in California, where you see backlots where it's like, oh, you know, this is the, you know, European streetscape, you know, scene, and then you turn a corner and boom, you're like in, you know, somewhere, and it's supposed to be like South America or Africa or mm-hmm. whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's all to say, 
it made sense then to at, at one point in time have a you know best foreign language film because you had all these quote unquote American films, and then you had you know movies from a foreign country in a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Over time, like everything else in the world, um, you know, movie making is globalized, right? And my thing is, I think almost every movie, and again, don't. Don't at me with, you know, exceptions, because I know there's exceptions. But, I mean, almost every movie, I think, is um, um, international, right? I mean, if you pay attention, and I know most movie goers don't, but, you know, nerds like me do. Like, if you pay attention to the production companies that make movies, right, um, or, or whatever, they are uh, often international in their nature. So, I mean, the funding for these movies is international. The, the production, for, I mean, like, so... Directors, cinematographers, scriptwriters, people involved in all sorts of production elements. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come from all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actors, you know. I mean, some are American, some are you know from you know England, some are from you know South America, Africa, wherever you know Japan, China. This is all to say, um, movie making is globalized, and I get it. The Oscars are. St- done in Hollywood and stuff, but the notion, I, and the Oscars in general to me are kind of stuck in the past, mm-hmm. but the notion that like, okay, so there's this international feature film category, which used to be foreign language film, mm-hmm. I think it's so weird to call it international feature film because it, to me then, it, this is, I, the point I'm getting at is, I, I don't think, as long as we're going to have this international feature film category, which I think they should get rid of anyway. But as long as we're going to have it, I don't think I don't understand why they would nominate a movie there and a night for best picture. Mm-hmm. So like I think you know I think Parasite's nominated for best picture, right? Mm-hmm. And I know like Roma was mm-hmm. a year or two ago, mm-hmm. uh, and also nominated for best international film. And I'm just like, well, what's the what's the point? I mean, you're kind of you're kind of double nominating a movie, which to me is unfair to the other movies. <laughs> But I think it's ridiculous anyway because every movie is international to a certain extent, and why we're making this separate category is just kind of dumb. Yeah, it um, it made a little more sense to me when it was the f- foreign language category because I mean, for better or worse, well, for worse, the, a lot of people don't see foreign language films, mm-hmm. so at least this gave you know some focus on um, a type of film that a lot of people don't go to see, and foreign language film that meant that it had to be predominantly in another language which meant that a, a, a you know a film made in england wasn't nominated Correct. so and, and you see a lot of english you know a lot of british made films have been nominated for best picture um now i suppose they could fit into this category as technically yeah you know, they're inter, they're international right that's right yeah i yeah I, I agree with you it maybe wasn't the best the yeah. best change um, so anyway, I apologize for talking so long <laughs> about that, but I um, had to get off my chest. So uh, we're going to turn next to Best Supporting Actor, or as it's called in the Oscars, Actor in a Supporting Role. Mm. And the nominees there are Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I'm going for Brad Pitt, and... I don't have a great reason other than I believe he's the only one in this list who hasn't won an acting Oscar before. And I think Al Pacino and Joe Pesci might 
split the vote from the Irishman vote. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hanks, they've won, you know, prominently before. So I'm going for Brad Pitt. Um, personally, I was most impressed with, with Tom Hanks' performance. I thought that was a very difficult role to pull off, and he did a great job. Um, and Brad Pitt, to me, was just a really good part of a great ensemble cast. But um, I do think that that's what they're going to go for. So, Brad Pitt. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, Best Supporting Actress. We have nominated Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, my, I think Laura Dern is going to win. I think she's won. I think she won the Golden Globe. Um, I know I've seen her up there accepting some award for this role. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I think she has some momentum there and will probably win. I love her. She deserves to win. She's had a long, <laughs> wonderful career. She hasn't won one yet. So, um, I think this is her year. Yeah. I like Laura Dern. I don't have the, I think you have a, an affinity for her, but mm-hmm. I, I do not, but <laughs> I, I don't dislike her or anything. Um, yeah, I, if I had, to, I'm not a hundred, I'm not as certain about this category as I am about some of the others, but mm-hmm. if I had to put money down, I would, I would put it down and, and say that she's going to win. Um, so next we will move on to best actor. Best actor. Okay. Yeah. So we've got, um, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, boy Leo there, uh, Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. This one is a really difficult one for me. I, I don't know I don't know who to pick. Really? You don't, you don't well, think, okay. This is about who we think is going to be. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is, is the, the favorite here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not a fan of that, that performance or that movie. Um, yeah, but, but you think he's going to win? But I think he's going to win. Yeah. Same here. I think that he's... It's a very showy role, mm-hmm. and those tend to be the ones that Academy voters and people in general um, remember or, right. or appreciate. Right. Uh, I had a friend who, a coworker, I used to, several years ago, who when we talked about stuff, he he would often say that regarding acting, he thinks it's harder to implode than it is to explode. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you know the showy roles, the exploding roles, where like it's just out there, like the Joker, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, those. He thinks are easier to do than like you know the more quiet, introspective roles. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, but I'm not trying to take anything away from the other type of other style, but it's just right. Yeah. All right. So what are we at? Director, best director. I think it's a travesty, by the way, <laughs> that there's all only only men nominated here. Yeah. Um, not because I think that you know you should nominate. Women just because they're women, you know. I mean, I'm not, but the, you know, I think you should nominate the persons who have done like some of the best work of the year. Mm-hmm. And there were so many good movies in 2019 that were directed by women. Yeah, and there none of them are none of them are represented under best director. Right. I think that's just, uh, yeah. I agree. Not good. <laughs> anyway, the nominees are Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. 
Well, I think it's going to be Sam Mendes for 1917. Um, I think, yeah, there's just a lot of momentum around that movie. I thought it was a really, really well-directed movie. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it's kind of the more, like, showy achievement um, because of the way that the movie was shot and the, just the way it was, um, the way it was done. Um, and I think he's been winning some other, some other awards, so that's my pick. Yeah. I have no idea who's going to win this. <laughs> um, so it was a very showy, you know, movie as far as the, you know, the, the how it was shot, right? But mm-hmm. now part of that goes down to the cinematographer. Sure. So Roger Deakins um, gets credit for that as well. And that's why, you know, I, I think we said earlier he'd probably win cinematography this year. Um, kind of goes back to my whole thing, you know, if, if, if I had to bet money, right? Mm-hmm. If I had to bet money, I would put it on... on Sam Mendes for from 1917, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't put a lot of money on it. Right. I think it could be um, Bong Joon Ho. Even though I've sensed in the past month or so from leaks that have come out from like anonymous Academy voters, I've mm-hmm. sensed a bit of a I don't know. Academy voters just don't seem to be as hyped for a foreign language film in in a major category. Mm-hmm. And a lot, some of them seem to be a little averse to um, subtitles. Okay. More than I would have thought. <laughs> um, but maybe maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, let's go Sam Mendes. All right. <laughs> and now we're at the big, um, the big finale, best picture. Did we do actress? Did we do actress? Did we not do actress? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, actress in a in a leading role. Thank you for catching that, Ashley. Yep. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> so, um, actress in a leading role: um, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy. All right. So, I think like the. Like the actor category, this one is pretty much a given. Um, Renee Zellweger for Judy has been winning um, everything, and by all accounts, it's a great performance. Um, I'm glad to see her, you know, with a comeback, and uh, I think it's hers. It, it's you know, it's a nice comeback story, right? Uh-huh. I mean, she's won an Oscar before, so I don't really care. I mean, I don't really feel that sorry for her. But what did she win an Oscar for? Um, Cold Mountain. It's a it's a much maligned win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of people think she doesn't deserve. She didn't deserve that. Um, mm-hmm. I think more people think she deserves this one, but um, but yeah, I think it's her year. Yeah, I would agree with that. So <laughs> Renee Zellweger for Judy. <laughs> All right, now we are at Best Picture, and uh, there are nine nominees this year. We have seen seven of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so there are nine. So there are Ford v Ferrari. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So who do you think is going to win? Uh, what, what, what movie? 1917. Um, it's got all the nominations. It's got all the buzz. It's got the momentum. Um, and it really happens to be a really good movie. Um, I think that one will probably win. I think, you know, it's a war movie. I think the Academy likes war movies. Um, Do they? I think so. What's the last war movie that won? I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking back to like. Plat- uh, I remember I think growing up. To, I remember Platoon. And Platoon. Did that win Best Picture? Yeah. Okay. So I'm also thinking back to like '98. Uh, the uh, well, the '99 Oscars, but from oh, the '98 films, that when, was a like, travesty. So, so, yeah, Shakespeare in Love beat Shaving Private Ryan, which is a, yeah, a travesty. Maybe they don't like war movies, but you know, this, it has some prestige, and mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll go for it. As much as I would like to see something like Parasite win, I, like like you mentioned earlier, I don't think they're really going to vote for a, a foreign language film mm-hmm. to, to win Best Picture. But. So again, completely looking at this from the perspective of who I think is or what I think is going to win um, I don't know about this category I would it to me it's between okay I'll go ahead and be nice and say it's a three-way tie even though I don't really think it is but I'll <laughs> say it's between 1917 once upon a time in Hollywood and parasite but I'm not really thinking parasites gonna come through in this mm. um, so really I think it's between 1917 and once upon a time in Hollywood and so actually, a lot of what you said about war films and, and the Academy is, I think, well, there's a lot of value to that. But I also think that the Academy loves movies about mm. either Tinseltown or the acting craft. I'll be honest with you. I think that's one of the big reasons Birdman won Best Picture yeah. a few years ago. Because, I mean, I was like, Birdman? <laughs> Best Picture? But it said, I think, in New York City, right? But, I mean, it's about acting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it also kind of does a little bit of like that one camera shot movement mm-hmm. type of thing or whatever. But you know, it's so once upon a time in Hollywood. I mean, it's got Hollywood in the title. It's set in Hollywood in, in, in 1969. Um, it's 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 Academy catnip, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I, and I part of me is like, how can they how can they resist this? Right. Mm-hmm. That being said. It's also a Quentin Tarantino movie. They haven't really liked him all that much in the past, I don't think. Um, but there's a part of me that wonders if this year they're going to give him something. And it's either going to be Best Director, which is how I was kind of hemming and hawing on that, mm-hmm. or Best Picture. Specifically since this picture is about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they love movies about them. Yeah. Um, but... Again, if I'm going to be a betting man, <laughs> I would put money, not a lot, but I would put money on 1917. So I guess that's our picks. Yep. 1917. 1917. And the Oscars are on Sunday, February 9th. Yep. In the evening. Your time zone may vary. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's check it out if you want. And, uh, yeah. So we'll see you at the movies. See ya. Thanks for listening.